0: Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's part two of Pastor Michael's continued teaching about pure worship, this time in 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 19 through 28.
1: Let's first go to 1 Kings 22, 1 Kings 22. Let's see another example. And I'm going to give you some Old Testament examples of how people despised the prophetic word. And then we'll jump into some modern application. 1 Kings 22, verse 1. Three years passed without war between Aram and Syria. Or I'm sorry, Syria and Israel or Aram and Israel. 1 Kings 22, 2. And it came about in the third year that Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, came down to the king of Israel. That's Ahab. Now, the king of Israel said to his servants, do you know uh, that Ramoth Gilead belongs to us and we are still doing nothing to take it out of the hand of the king of Aram? So he said to Jehoshaphat, will you go with me to battle? Judah and Israel were two separate kingdoms at this time at Ramoth Gilead. And Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, I am as you are, my people are as your people, my horses as your horses. Moreover, Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, please inquire first, for the word of the Lord. Let's make sure that God is in this. Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, about four hundred men. These are all false prophets, and he said to them, Shall I go against Ramath Gilead to battle, or shall I refrain? They said, Go up, for the Lord will give it into the hand of the king. But Jehoshaphat, uh, he, he could see through these guys. He said, Is there not yet a prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of him? Not just a bunch of yes men who will tell you what you want to hear? And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, There is yet one man by whom we may inquire of the Lord. But I, what your Bible say? I hate him <laughs> because he does not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. He is Micaiah, son of Imlah. But Jehoshaphat said to him, let not the king say so. Then the king of Israel called an officer and said, bring quickly Micaiah, son of Imlah. Now the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, were sitting each on his throne, arrayed in their robes at the threshing floor. Interesting, holiness is what comes after the threshing floor in Hebrew in the word picture. At the entrance of the gate of Samaria, and all the prophets were prophesying before them. Then Zedekiah, the son of Chana'ah, made horns of iron for himself and said, Thus says the Lord, with these you shall gore the Arameans until they are consumed. Go, King, it's going to be great. And all the prophets were prophesying thus, saying, Go up to Ramath Gilead and prosper, for the Lord will give it into the hand of the king. Here's another grape, let us fan you with a couple of fans. Then the messenger who went to summon Micaiah spoke to him saying, behold, now the words of the prophets are uniformly favorable to the king. Hey, before you go in and speak, just so you know, we're all in agreement here. The king feels wonderful. We've been encouraging him. We can get a little symbolic with him. Go up, king. It'll be great. It'll be peachy. It'll be fantastic. Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. So they, they take Micaiah, they, they knew he, was, he had a, you know, a reputation for speaking truth. And they said, hey, just so you know, don't upset the party right now, man. Everybody's uniformly favorable, please. End of 13, let your word be like the word of them. Speak favorably. But Micaiah said, as the Lord lives, what the Lord says to me, that I will speak. When he came to the king, the king said to him, Micaiah, shall we go up to Ramath-Gilead to battle or shall we refrain? And he answered and said, go up and succeed, and the Lord will give it into the hand of the king. Then the king said to him, how many times Messiah jur you to speak to me nothing but the truth in the name of the Lord? They saw through it, because basically what was happening here is, okay, is that what you want to hear? You just want confirmation. All right, go up. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be great. But they knew. They knew he wasn't telling the truth. So they said, no, give us the truth. And he said, I saw Israel 17 scattered on the mountains like sheep which have no shepherd. And the Lord says, these have no master. Let each of them return to his house in peace. You go up, you are going to be scattered and brutalized. And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, see, did I not tell you that he would not prophesy good concerning me, but evil? Rats, 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 rats. So inconvenient. Micaiah said, therefore, hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, all the hosts of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left. And the Lord said, who will entice Ahab to go up and fall at Ramath Gilead? I know these are tough verses, but here it is. And one said this while another said that. Then a spirit came forward and stood before the Lord and said, I will entice him. And the Lord said to him, how? And he said, I will go out and be a deceiving spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. Then he said, you are to entice him and also prevail. Go and do so. Now, therefore, behold, the Lord has put a deceiving spirit. If you want to know what's going on here, you, know, you want to know why all 400 of these men tell you what you want to hear? It's because it's deception. It's a lie. It's a deceiving spirit in the mouth of all these, your prophets. And the Lord proclaimed disaster against you. Then Zedekiah, the son of Chenaah came near and struck Micaiah on the cheek and said, how did the spirit of the Lord pass from me to speak to you? Micaiah said, behold, you shall see on that day when you enter an inner room to hide yourself. Then the king of Israel took Micaiah. He said, take Micaiah, return him to Ammon, the governor of the city, and to Joash, the king's son, and say, thus says the king, put this man in prison. Feed him sparingly with bread and water until I return safely. I knew it. I knew he wouldn't tell me what I wanted to hear. Put him in jail. Give him bread and water. In fact, not even a piece of bread. Give him breadcrumbs and water. And when this is all over, I'll go to the prison and I'll say, see, I told you, you were wrong, Micaiah. Micaiah Micaiah's like, if you read the rest of the story, he's like, we'll see. And you know what happens? Ahab goes on the battlefield and he tries to disguise himself and the enemy sees through it and an arrow flies and hits him between his armor and he dies that night. He despised the prophet. He despised the word of the Lord. And I'm sure you realize the connection in our modern time. There are many people who just don't want to hear it because the truth is hard. It's not convenient, but it will set you free. Here's the positive thing. If you heed to the truth, it will actually set you free. Now I'm going to show you a positive one. It's in 2 Chronicles 15. And let's keep turning to the right. Is that right? Yeah. Keep going towards the New Testament. 2 Chronicles Uh, Look at chapter 15. I want to show you a positive example. This is actually a text that we're going to study at our men's retreat. Now, the Spirit of God came on Azariah, the son of Oded. 2 Chronicles 15, 2. He went out to meet Asa, said to him, Listen to me, Asa, all Judah and Benjamin, the Lord is with you when you are with him. If you seek him, he will let you find him. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. 2 Chronicles 15, 3. For many days, Israel was without the true God, without a teaching priest, without law. But in their distress, they turned to the Lord God of Israel. They sought Him, and He let them find Him. In those times, there was no peace to Him who went out or to Him who came in. For many disturbances afflicted all the inhabitants of the lands, and nation was crushed by nation, city by city, for God troubled them with every kind of distress. Sound familiar? But you says the prophet, be strong. Do not lose courage, for there is reward for your work. Now when Asa heard these words, and the prophecy which Azariah the son of Oded the prophet spoke, he took courage. Notice the positive. And he removed the abominable idols from all the land of Judah and Benjamin, from the cities which he had captured in the hill country of Ephraim. He then restored the altar of the Lord, which was in front of the porch of the Lord. And We could go on there, but let me just say that there's two examples of ways that we can respond to the Word of God. We can despise it. We can try to jail the Word of God, but you can't imprison the Word of God, says Paul. Or we can hear it and respond to it and actually say what God says I'm going to do. If I got to clean up this area, if this altar needs to go down, if this false God needs, needs to be demolished out of my life, out of my marriage, out of my walk, out of my ministry, that needs to go so I can obey God. Amen? And, what? Huh? Oh, you guys are out there? Okay. And we're all learning, right? We're learning to hear the word of God. James says, don't be deceived. If you just are merely a hearer of the word and not a doer, you are self-deluded, That's the worst kind of deception, to hear God's word and not act upon it. You're like a foolish man who built his house on the sand instead of on the rock. So the positive example here of the king Asa, and uh, let me show you one more. 2 Chronicles 36, just a little bit more to your right. 2 Chronicles 36, here's Zedekiah. He was 21 years old. Verse eleven, Second 2 Chronicles 36, 11. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he became king, and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. He did evil in the sight of the Lord his God. He did not, verse 12, humble himself before Jeremiah the prophet, who spoke for the Lord. He also rebelled against King Nebuchadnezzar, who had made him swear allegiance by God. He stiffened his neck, hardened his heart against turning to the Lord God of Israel down to 15. The Lord God, the God of their fathers, sent word to them again and again by his messengers because he had compassion on his people, sent prophets again and again and again. Jesus mentions this when he's lamenting over Jerusalem. On his people, he had compassion. On his dwelling place, the temple. But they continually mocked the messengers of God, despised his words, God's words, and scoffed at his prophets until the wrath of the Lord arose against his people until there was no remedy.
0: You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Please take the time to visit our website, walkintruth.com, to learn more about the program. And if you've been listening for some time and appreciate what the program has to offer, would you please consider giving a small donation? Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry, and we're able to broadcast on this station and do the podcast because of that support. That's also how we're able to do our 633 Apologetic Events for free. If you're a new listener, please don't give. We're just blessed that you're listening. But if you've been listening for a while, can you give $5 today? We believe that the Lord is faithful and your $5 donation will go a long way to help us keep this ministry going. You can give your $5 donation when you visit walkintruth.com and click on Donate. That's walkintruth.com and click on Donate.
1: Life on the go can make it difficult to catch up on your study in the Bible. If you think about it, Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance is here for you, kind of like a daily supplement to help your spiritual growth. You can listen to Walk in Truth whenever you want because it's on podcast too. Subscribe to Walk in Truth on your favorite podcast app. For example, if you have an iPhone, we're on your iPodcast app already on your phone. Walk in Truth is also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. So listen on your hike, during your drive, or while you're getting work done at a coffee shop. Basically, listen whenever you want. Subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast app.
0: We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth.
1: Here's Zedekiah. He was 21 years old. Verse 11, 2 Chronicles 36, 11. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he became king, and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. He did evil in the sight of the Lord his God. He did not, verse 12, humble himself before Jeremiah the prophet who spoke for the Lord. He also rebelled against King Nebuchadnezzar who had made him swear allegiance by God. He stiffened his neck, hardened his heart against turning to the Lord God of Israel. Down to 15. The Lord God, the God of their fathers, sent word to them again and again by his messengers because he had compassion on his people, sent prophets again and again and again. Jesus mentions this when he's lamenting over Jerusalem. On his people, he had compassion on his dwelling place, the temple. But they continually mocked the messengers of God, despised his words, God's words, and scoffed at his prophets until the wrath of the Lord arose against his people until there was no remedy. Back to 1 Thessalonians chapter five. Now in the New Testament, there's a specific example of this and I'm not gonna turn you there, but I think you're familiar with it. In Revelation two and three, Jesus addresses seven churches in Asia minor. He assesses them. He walks among the church and he says, this is what you got going well for you. Good job. This is what I have against you. I want you to correct it lest I remove your lampstand. Many believe that is your influence in the city will wane. You will no longer shine for me if you don't fix this. Churches, even in New Testament context, are assessed by the Lord of the church. And he is favorable towards many of the churches in many things. He says, you're doing this well, you do, but, but you've left your first love or you got to fix this. And when the Lord of the church says this, we hear this refrain I think every time, he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, says to the churches. The Lord is over his church, and he uses the sanctifying work of the Spirit to speak to us primarily through the word of God. And if God speaks, the question is, do I obey? Do I say, Lord, whatever you say goes? I'm not going to look for the fine print. I'm not going to try to wiggle out of this. I'm going to obey you. There's where the blessing is. Now, some of you are saying, a prophetic utterance, was this a occurrence in the New Testament church? Well, I think if you read 1 Corinthians 14, you will see that there were gifts of prophecy that were active in the early church. And some people believe that there's a gift of prophecy today not adding to the inspired word of God. That's done and closed but that someone could get a prophetic word and speak it to a a specific situation and it could be from the Holy Spirit. And then there's other people who say, no, that that was the first century and once the Bible was established and at the death of the last apostle, that gift is no longer in operation because we have a completed Bible. And that is an in-house debate between cessationists on the one hand and Pentecostals on the other. And oftentimes we find ourselves perhaps somewhere in between let me tell you a quick story. I heard a story about a missionary who was from Chicago. She was a young lady. She decided to go out in the mission field. And she was going to this people group that she had no familiarity with. And it was a foreign language, so they would need interpreters. And she ended up in this village. And uh, there was a bunch of people around, and it was a dark place, and the gospel had not permeated it. And she said, this is her testimony, that there was a prophecy in the village, I don't know how it happened, that the people of the village needed to listen to a woman from Chicago who would teach them about the true and living God. And those people asked the, through the translator, Is there anyone here from Chicago? Now we're talking about like in the bush somewhere. And the girl went, ah, 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 Me? I'm from there. And they said, We need to listen to you because we got a prophecy that you're going to tell us about the true and living God. And she preached the gospel. So God can do miracles like that. I don't know if that's the norm, but certainly God can do something like that. We can't put God in a box. But we have to be careful. Because if you say you're prophesying on behalf of the Lord and you say something like this, Thus says the Lord, you shall go to dinner at this Mexican restaurant tonight. <laughs> never never mind that. <laughs> anyway, you better be careful that you know it's the Lord, amen. And sometimes if you feel like you're getting something, you better measure that and weigh that and make sure it's God. I know uh, I've heard of some pastors who said they were doing on-field counseling at a crusade and the Lord gave them insight into what was happening in people's lives without them knowing it beforehand. Like they saw something or they got a word from the Lord. There's words of wisdom, words of knowledge in 1 Corinthians 12. So, you know, I'm I'm always cautiously open, but we're going to see in a moment that we examine everything carefully. The prophets are subject to the prophets, 1 Corinthians 14 says. So we weigh everything carefully. We weigh it against Scripture. We weigh it against biblical counsel and so forth. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 and 3 says, Pursue love, desire earnestly spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. But one who prophesies speaks to men for edification or strengthening, for exhortation and consolation. So, if the gift of prophecy is being employed, and I would argue primarily it's gonna be us giving encouragement from Bible verses we already have primarily. It will be for edification, building up, exhortation, which is to challenge and exhort and consolation to comfort brokenhearted people. You wanna write down these verses, write down 1 Corinthians 14, one and three, and 1 Corinthians 29 through, I'm sorry, chapter 14, 29 through 33, It ends this way. God is not the God of confusion, but of peace in all the churches of the saints. There shouldn't be any confusion. If someone brings something and it's actually from the Lord, it won't confuse you. It's just going to probably verify something that you've already been wrestling with and you need a word from the Lord. Here's an example. Some years ago, I was struggling uh, one evening and I just said, Lord, I need to hear from you. I need to hear from you. And a man emailed me a verse about that God is the God of encouragement. Uh, out of the blue, he rarely ever emailed me and he, felt, he said, I feel like the Lord wants you to have this verse. And I got an email pretty much right after I said, in Jesus' name, I need to hear from you, amen. An email came with a Bible verse and it was actually Romans fifteen four that God gives us encouragement and perseverance. And we learn from what was written in earlier times. Do I believe God can do that? Yes. Do I believe he primarily uses Bible verses to do that? Yes but I'm still always cautiously open to how he might speak to me in different ways or even speak to my heart. So we don't despise those things. Don't despise prophetic utterances. 21, now here's the way to weigh it all. But we examine 1 Thessalonians five twenty-one. We test everything carefully and we hold fast to that which is good.
0: You've been listening to part two of Pastor Michael's continued teaching about pure worship, this time in Thessalonians chapter five, verses 19 through 28. And remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. And a reminder that the church behind Walk in Truth is Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California. And we have another free 633 event coming on Wednesday, November 11th at 7 p.m. Pastor Michael will have a conversation with Dr. Diane Boll about breaking the chains that bind us, seeking truth about sexuality. You are of course invited, but if you're not in the area, you can watch live on our YouTube page. Get all the information you need and directions on our Living Truth app or by calling 844-48-TRUTH during normal business hours. That's 844-48-TRUTH or the Living Truth app. Now here's Pastor Michael.
1: So what do you do if you're a Christian, and let's just say that you've been a Christian for decades or maybe for a matter of months, and you just messed up royally? (laughs) That may be an old way to say it. You have just fallen on your face, or maybe something has just come to light uh, that is just very difficult to deal with. And you find yourself in a mode where you're wondering, am I a Christian? Am I saved? What do I do now? You know, I I heard a great quote quote recently, and a young man shared his testimony at a men's conference we did. And he said, you know, um, if your repentance hasn't changed you, maybe you need to repent of your repentance. That's a good one, isn't it? And what it it means is, you know, maybe when we repented in quotes, we didn't truly change. We didn't get rid of the stuff. We didn't cut off the sin. We just saved it for another rainy day, so to speak. And if that's you, then you've been kind of playing a game with God. But here's the good news. God is so quick to forgive and to cleanse and to give us a new start. He's the God of second chances. But more than that, hundred and fifty something chances and a thousand chances. He's given us so many because he's gracious. And because if you're a Christian, you're already forgiven. He wants you to be close to him. And, you know, if you have felt like God has disciplined you as a result of what you've been doing, thank God. Because if you got, if you got a spanking recently, it means daddy cares and he loves you and he wants you back in a place of safety, a place where you belong. Now, you may need to talk to a pastor right now. We have pastors available at 844-48-TRUTH, Tuesday through Friday, uh, Pacific Time, 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to talk with you and pray with you, but I would also say, I hope you have a home church where you have a pastor, because a radio pastor, while we can encourage and bless you, we don't always have the chance to sit across a desk from you or encourage you or hear your story. So I hope you're vitally connected to a church and I pray that that church is open and operating. But if you live anywhere near the Inland Empire and you need some help, we are here. Living Truth Christian Fellowship where I serve as senior pastor. If you download the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app in your app store looking for the red logo with the pillars, you can find out everything you want to know about the church. And if you're anywhere within driving distance uh, and maybe you're looking for a home church, we'd love to have you service times are at nine and eleven fifteen 15 a.m. And uh, you can get the driving directions and everything you need. Walkintruth.com or the living truth Christian fellowship app. Well, I hope you've had a great week. It's been wonderful to be with you looking forward to the weekend. Make sure you go to church Check out more about the program that you've been listening to here on Walk in Truth. Please keep us in prayer. Support us if you can. We, we really appreciate it. We want to get this message out as far and wide as we can. So pray for us. Give, if you can, walkintruth.com. We'll catch you next time.
0: One more reminder that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. Your $5 donation helps us broadcast on radio, provide the podcast, and do free apologetic events. It's all part of our mission to equip you with the truth in the Bible and how to apply that to today's issues, trends, and culture. So please give your $5 donation at Walk in Truth. And join us Monday for the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching series in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 19 through 28, called Pure Worship. I'm Mike Massaro. Have a great weekend. And thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.